Can you hear me? One, two, one, two, can one, two. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. <sighs> we just want to jump into it. Ladies and gentlemen, are. this is the Thelonious Drunk Podcast, and we're doing this shit three weeks in a motherfucking row. This is a record for us. Absolutely. Like, I think we did it <laughs> once at the very beginning when we were, like, you know, bright-eyed children mm-hmm. um, with dreams and shit, aspirations. Oh, gosh. Before alcoholism. Yeah. I think I think we did it two times in a row. Yeah, alcoholism only <laughs> alcoholism only comes when you realize those dreams aren't coming true. Exactly. So God is like, all right, man, here's door number two for you. <laughs> Here, yeah. Here's a silver medal. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you're not gonna accomplish anything that you want. Like here's here's where you guys jump straight into the pool of happy hour. Absolutely. So um, um, Benjamin Franklin had this quote where he said beer, but he's like, beer is God's way of telling us that He loves us. And yeah, my quote is like, you know, bourbon is God's way of saying I'm sorry. <laughs> so it's like, he's like, look, man, I'm sorry about all this shit. Here you go, dog. <laughs> which, which is always way more honest. Absolutely. So I choose that route. Oh, my gosh. And speaking of bourbon and beer and alcohol, that my fair share right now because I've had a crazy, crappy, shitty few days. Um, but we'll get into that soon. Um, Will we? Yeah, we'll get into it. I mean, you know, I'm not going to remember any of this. So, like, you know. I know. I mean, I know it's coming. I know it's going to happen. Uh, yeah, so I was we'll, just kind of gauging when. All right, we'll, we'll talk about it. Once again, this is Preach Jacobs. If y'all know our names, then um, something's wrong, because that means you came to this podcast by accident, and I'm so sorry, because it's not what you think. But it's, it will happen, because, you know, if, if we're seeing correctly uh, 12 listeners, but we only have <laughs> five loyal ones. Yo, it's not 12 listeners. It's just basically me using, like, 12 different computers at work. <laughs> go on different ones and just like log it in so we can get our play like for anybody thinking this is a jazz podcast i'm so fucking sorry like niggas be like yo thelonious monk they must have spelled monk wrong i'm not i think you actually should record your face while you react to the fact that you realize that it's not a jazz podcast Mm -hmm. and send that shit to us yeah click that unlike button um but send it to us first once again this is preach jacobs um with infidel castro x x and um, we've been drinking. We've been probably sitting and talking and drinking without recording for the past hour. So, like, the shit that... It's I, been that kind of week. Yeah, man. The stuff that we was laughing at, I think, is probably going to be funnier than we talk about. But, you know, we don't want to get ourselves in trouble talking about motherfuckers that we know. Um, like, we're celebrities or something that somebody like Drake going to get mad at us and call us because he didn't like what we said. We want to talk about Drake, but I just felt it was cool to bring his name up. I mean, what up, you know, anytime I talk about him, I get in trouble for it. So. Hashtag Team Beige. Hashtag Team Beige. They say black don't crack, but beige don't age. So I'm a part of that crew. Bada bing. Um, I can attest to that. It's a lie. Shout out shout out to <laughs> Larceny uh, for getting us lubricated for this uh, particular evening. That's right. And I will tell you guys about my week. Um, so let's get started with some stuff that's going let's do on. It. Let's, yeah. let's talk about actual things. Actual shit. First things first, I got on my list of stuff. Um, Blake Griffin was traded to the Detroit Pistons. I, I I actually got the prompt as I was like sitting on the shitter and I got the notification and it was like, yo, uh, plot, I don't plot. think, you know, obviously nobody, nobody really saw that coming. Um, shit. Neither did Blake. Did you, did you see what happened? Like Blake didn't know he got traded. So he like posted like a gif on, um, on Twitter, like the freshman to Bel Air where he's yeah, like, his yeah, face yeah, is all surprised. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think anybody knew, man. I think, um. Shit, I think LA obviously (laughs) 
threw threw their towel in on that whole uh, Lob City. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, that, that thing. died a long time ago. Exactly. Exactly. But you know what's funny to me is that like. In the off season, they just signed them for a five year extension or oh, something. Like, oh, some crazy money. A, a few months ago, they was like, "Yo, you're gonna be a Clipper for life." For life, they yeah. actually put that in the fucking like promotion. Yeah, I, I bet you Donald Sterling was like, "I hate niggers," but that Blake, he's pretty special. But he doesn't own them anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> from the Sterling days, he was just like, "He's a cool one." He got, you can he hang got out with him. He got on his Twitter his and uh, <laughs> got mad about things about old Blake. Oh. thrown out the side. Well, you know, um, you know what they say happened, right? What? Um, so I've, I've, I listen to a bunch of like sports talk radio, and they're saying that <clears throat> LeBron, when LeBron goes somewhere, LeBron doesn't just leave. He has a team of people that leave. So like, there's like nutritionists, and there's like people that he work with, and business people. All of them are like heading to Los Angeles. Okay. So the theory is everybody's like, oh shit. Um what, what LeBron, do you mean they're all heading to Los Angeles? I mean think about it like this. It's like it's like, you know, LeBron's LeBron is basically a business in himself. So if he deals with a bunch of people that help him be who he is, like other businesses, whether it's like healthcare people as far as like, you know, people to help with nutrition or whatever, they're all like finding homes in Los Angeles. So everybody's been keeping track of all the people at work within LeBron's sort of Absolutely. camp, like so, as vast as it may be. Yeah, so the theory is that LeBron is trying to go to Los Angeles, and everybody's thinking that LeBron wants to go to to the Lakers. But, you know, Doc Rivers and the Clippers, God bless them, I think they, they heard that shit too. And they're like, yo, if LeBron is trying to come to Los Angeles, let's clear the deck that if he wants to come here, we can get him here. Yo, now that you mentioning all of this, I mean, is is Jerry West out there? Yeah, Jerry West just went to the Clippers, like just brief, like like immediately. And the thing about LeBron is that LeBron really loves the idea of black coaches. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's why, like before they got Tyron Lue, I was like, all right, maybe they might get Mark Jackson because like because LeBron is basically like you mean you know, a real coach, yeah, a real coach. But right. you know, Tyrone minus the E, <laughs> Tyron Lue, right? You know, but but he kind of like LeBron kind of pushed for that, you know. And LeBron loves Doc Rivers. So, you know, it's like, yo, the Clippers are basically, when they hear about this, it's like, yo, let's get rid of Blake. And the only person, you know who I feel bad about about this whole situation? Who? DeAndre Jordan. Because yeah. just about two and a half years ago, or maybe not that long, but like DeAndre was going to go to the Mavericks. So, yeah, I remember that. Because he's a, he's, a, he's a Dallas kid. Right. And he was about to leave. And like, there was a story. Did you hear the story? Like, Blake Griffin locked the door. Yeah, um, yeah, to the house, so, yeah. he, so DeAndre Jordan couldn't leave I remember because that. apparently DeAndre Jordan was beefing with like Chris Paul, and they had to have like this come to Jesus conversation and shit like that to this, to make him leave. And there was a whole thing on like Twitter. It was a bunch of emojis yeah. and shit yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, a bunch yeah. of childish dumb shit. And so like DeAndre Jordan's like, okay, I'll stay in Los Angeles, and then Chris Paul's like, fuck that shit, I'm going to Houston. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I from what I heard, like Chris Paul just did not. I'm like I'm an NBA insider or something, but he did not get along with like Doc. And um, I think the beef was he didn't like Austin Rivers. I mean, you know, anything I know about Doc Rivers and Austin Rivers, you know, father, son, from what I've heard, at least how it's played to the media is that, you know, it's a very dry kind of coach player sort of relationship, which, you know, (laughs) I mean, Austin Austin, Austin Rivers must cry every day, uh but 
it's supposed to it's, it's being played out that way as if that's not supposed to be a thing. Well, but I, I call bullshit on that. Well, Austin Rivers, you know, for, to his credit, like he wasn't always a starter point guard. He was kind of a bench guy. He's decent. He's like a 15 point a guy, um, 15 point a game guy. And he's he, a, he's he a admits good, that. Right. Here's, here's my question. Right. What if LeBron is like, all right, Doc Rivers, listen, I think about coming to your franchise, but you got to get rid of your son. And you got to send your son to, like, I don't know, the Utah Jazz. You know what I mean? Like, some, some team that you know he's going to hate. What does Doc Rivers just do? He'll get rid of his son. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, look at his son. Without, without son. any hesitation. Like, if, if you have, even, even though LeBron is at, quote, unquote, the last leg of his career. I don't believe that. I mean, think about this. Everybody's talking about LeBron's last leg of his career. LeBron is playing most efficient basketball in his career. But that's my point, though. Like, if, if even Brady, though, if Brady's non-athletic ass and go past forty, LeBron is good. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, quote unquote, the last leg of his career. Mm. It, it 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 is conventionally by this point where a player already has been dropped off. Mm. Athletically, skills are eroding, whatever. But this dude is a freak of nature. Like, he's an athletic god. You know, especially applied to basketball. Tom Brady is not an athletic guy, but the dude, the dude, whatever the fuck he's done, whatever deal with the devil he made, yeah. he's still there. And I, I, you know, these are these once in a lifetime sort of sort of sort of dudes that defy, you know, even the idea of of a father time. Yeah. Well, I guess speaking of Brady, nice little transition. Did you hear about that shit that happened with Tom Brady? Uh, with the with the radio show. Yeah. So apparently, there's some radio show in Boston that they have him on there like every Monday. And one of the people uh, talked about that documentary um, that he's doing. It's like Tom versus time. Where he's like, yeah, you know, I drink a lot of juice and I can throw the ball better. And, you know, I, I you know, I jerk off on kale or whatever the fuck it is. Where is this? So so this is a thing that's about to come out? Or? No, it's, it, it comes out like every week. So it's on episode two. I've watched on it. What? Like, what it's on YouTube. It's like it's like 15 minute videos and they're pretty cool. Um, but it's basically like videos about him and his career and stuff that he's doing, blah, 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 this past season. And so this is the first time you have like access in Tom Brady's home and his kids are in it. So like the first episode, his daughter is talking to Tom Brady. He's like, daddy, blah, 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 like watch me play ball or whatever the fuck. And like some dude on some Boston radio station called his daughter an annoying pissant. First of all, right. it's like there's a quote that like Kevin Hart said in the 40-year-old version when a dude says something to him. And he said, well, since you're using words I don't understand, I'm going to take it as disrespect. What the fuck is a pissant? <laughs> like, like, god damn! Like, like, what is that? You know? So, some random dude on a, this Boston radio station calls Tom Brady's daughter a piss. Five year old daughter. Yeah. Like, this is a child, and that's that, that's that's what got me about it. You know, and and any of the radio shows I've been listening to or or reading, uh, that's that's the last argument. You know what makes me mad about this whole thing? Was that? Is that before the Super Bowl? They're making me as an Eagles fan have compassion for Tom Brady. I don't. I don't have compassion for t- fucking Tom Brady. I do. Like I feel horrible for the idea that a child was, you know, brought like there was there was some sort of like crosshairs put on a child off of just being a child, mm-hmm. and it just so happened to be Tom Brady's daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> none of that shit makes sense to me. And and as a human looking at that, you know, towards how it affects Tom Brady. I get it. I understand it. I, I have, I have empathy towards that. All right, Outside so, of that, but what? Yeah. Towards the game, 
Fuck them, dog. Like, if everybody brings towels and signs that talk about annoying little piss ants, where it's going to fuck them up in the game, yeah. that's might, fair game. He, but what if what if it's, like, the opposite, and then he, like, plays better because of that? You know what I mean? He probably will. Right. Like, that. that's the thing about those, like, top-tier dudes. Like, you can't give them just a, you know, three words worth of motivation. Well, you know, the, the problem is, is that this is a Boston guy. This isn't, like... Some yeah, Philadelphia yeah, radio station. Yeah. If this was like a Philadelphia radio station saying some shit like that, like a beat meal, would it be like Tom Brady pins that daughter? Right. Like Tom Brady would like score like sixty right. dollars. Yo, and like <laughs> apparently, apparently that radio station just signed, like it just signed some new deal with the Patriots for them to still do some radio show with Brady and with Belichick. Well, hey, here's how gangster that Tom Brady is, right? Brady, Brady didn't just be like, nah, I don't want to do this no more. He gets on the air and does his like weekly interview. He's like, hey guys. You know, I heard y'all talk shit about my daughter. That shit wasn't cool. I try to be cool with y'all. You know what? I'm not sure if I want to do this again. I'm gonna I'm gonna reevaluate it. Y'all have y'all have a good day. So as a radio station, you gotta get rid of this dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you really like that's Tom's way of saying, nah, y'all, y'all might need to get rid of him. And Yo, Tom, but you know Tom what said Tom even said, Yeah, y'all, y'all don't need to fire him. Right. right. That's what yeah. I saw last. Like, yeah. you know, he very much made it a point to make a statement on it. He cut whatever his interview was short. And and said that he wasn't sure if he w- wanted to continue to do it. Yeah. But then even afterwards, you know, he was still like, you know, I didn't read it, but I saw the headline where apparently he made he made a call for the dude to not be fired. You ever seen that episode of um, South Park where uh, Stan's dad was on Wheel of Fortune, and it was at the end he had to like say like you know the last word, and the word was just like the subject was people that annoy you. And here's what this is what it was. Uh-huh. It was in blank G G E R S. Right? Right. And he's like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And it's like 10 seconds. He's like, oh, I don't want to say it. And it was like, you gotta, you know, 10 seconds. And he's like, all right, niggers. Right. Right. And it turned out to be naggers. Right. <laughs> and so like the whole episode, like he just felt bad about it. So he had to like go to like <laughs> the person that like <laughs> he had to go to like Jesse Jackson and apologize to Jesse Jackson. And Jesse Jackson was like, so you want to apologize to black America? And he's like, yes, I do. And Jesse Jackson was like, bends over and pulls his pants down. And he's <laughs> like, well, kiss it. <laughs> I did, kiss I did it. remember that. I kiss did. it. So at some point, I think there has to be like video footage of Tom Brady. Be like, so you, so you, you, you want to keep your job? Well, I do want to keep my job. And Tom Brady's going to like pull down his like, you know, kale pajamas. So this pasty white ass. His, I think his white ass probably has like like all the Lombardi trophies tattooed on him. Yeah, he's like kiss it and an American flag. And you know what? He'll probably do it. He'll probably kiss it. Of course he would. Yeah. I, th- I think it's some some young dude like mid twenties, yeah. starting yeah. up career, whatever. You know, he must have thought that he was a a shock jock. If he gets fired, he can get a job in a New York market or whatever market. Hits Wait, oh, yeah. Most. Oh, yeah. We'll hire him. Yeah. We'll hire him for sure. He's a hero in many New York markets already. Ah, shut up. Anyways, so I don't want I don't want Tom getting any uh, any extra shit to beat my team. Too late for that. Too no, late for so, that. So what's your Super Bowl prediction? Um, I'm going to say Eagles, like inside of a touchdown. Really? You yep. say that? We gonna lose. <laughs> we gonna lose. Say it. Well, I spoken like a true Eagles fan. Well, listen, 
I don't want to get my hopes all up. My thing is, you know, we were just talking before before we started recording this about... You motherfuckers are made up of fucking losers, you know? Losers that at some point, you, you know, ready? there's you a story that fucking brings up a winner. You, you, and then all of a sudden you figure out, oh, shit, we have a shot. You know you know what sucks about you since you came from Cuba and everything and you're right. a Miami fan? Right. Is that you're like, oh, I'm a Miami fan, but I'm also a New York fan. So when it like when it's convenient for you, you can kind of teeter... So it's like, oh, the Giants beat Brady two times. I'm a Giants fan. But we know it's your core. You're a Dolphins fan. Do you really want to talk shit to me as a Dolphins fan? The Dolphins suck. You ever hear me talking shit about, like, defending the Dolphins for any reason? Well, then, nah. My thing, nah. Okay, okay you, know, you know what you are. You know what you are. You are. You are. You are. Please tell me what I am. You are Gataway Sibabe, whatever her name is, from Precious. You're Precious. Uh-huh. Making fun of somebody for being overweight. He's like, no, 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 no. You should wear that dress. Like, like you're you, you sound. Why, why are you talking about my Eagles? Why are you talking shit about my Eagles? Huh? You sound like a millennial Philadelphia Eagles fan, fucking crying about facts being thrown out and taking them well, as if it's like my team say? is better what, than what, yours. What fact, what fact did you say? Philadelphia. Fans and their teams are particularly losers. I wasn't gonna say where's the fact, but I think you found the fact. <laughs> so next subject. But but here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Like as much as you might be taking it as just a dig, like it's it's that whole blue collar mentality that I actually fucking like most Philly type of stuff for. So like so. I don't have a problem against Philadelphia teams, and anytime that I'm like, yeah, man, like. New York, there's New York. That any fucking Philly fan with that little brother complex is always fucking crying and whining about, you know, oh, you're attacking my team. I'm not attacking shit. I'm stating some of the facts that actually, like, make you guys that much better than somebody from fucking Boston. Well, you know what? I think we're playing with house money because it's like, if we win, it's amazing. If we lose, we're like, yo, we got Nick Foles, the other backup quarterback. Of course, Tom Brady should be the backup quarterback. I know. Spoken like a true loser. <clears throat> Shut up. But uh, we run this division. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're uh, we're the second winners. You know, we're what? good with that. No, we're first. First losers. Yeah, first losers. There you go. That's the way you say it. You say it properly. I was um, trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. Our division has gotten a little uh, more mundane. We got uh, I think uh, the Redskins just got Alex Smith. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Um, he had a career year. By Alex Smith standards, so you guys, shout out to Andy Reid, dog. Like you know, yeah, the Redskins, man. You know, like at the quarterback position, they're. I would um, no, no, they're not worse than what the Dolphins are. The Dolphins, ever since there was this guy named Dan Marino, <laughs> have have not had a quarterback that's worth the fuck. Like fuck Tanny Hill, like give up on that experiment already. But the Redskins, you know, have actually had a couple of people that, you know, gave glimmers of hope. You know, uh, what was dude's name? Um, good scrambling athletic quarterback. Oh, Doug uh, Williams? What the no, fuck are you talking about? Doug Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Doug Williams was their, like, last. Was he their last yeah, good la- quarterback? Last, his last Super Bowl winning quarterback. First African-American Super Bowl quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Winning quarterback. Uh, nah, man. And he ain't even get a ring. Okay. I'm talking about dude that. 30 for 30. What, I don't even know. I don't even know up? if he's he's still in the league, man. Like he had nothing but injuries and shit, and he ended up. Oh, Robert Griffin? 
Yeah, yeah, he's him. gone. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, I know he, that. he went to he went to Cleveland. and got rid of him. But he was like the last one that Yo, I remember. You know, I probably if you check your answer machine from a random number that you think is a telemarketer, it's probably the Cleveland Browns asking you to try out for quarterback. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, I I do think uh, Kirk might go to Cleveland or Denver. If Denver get Kirk Cousins, I think they might do something. But is uh, uh, McDaniel's still out in in Denver? Who's Amy Daniels? He's a basketball. No, player. no, uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> now it was a, it was a assistant coach. They gave him a head coaching shot a couple of times, uh, but he's really he's known to be really really good with quarterbacks. White dude? No, white dude. No, no. So like any quarterback that he's actually had like one on one time, he's actually propelled a career at least while the, that quarterback is with him. I just don't know if he's there. If he's there. Somebody like Kirk Cousins, will, you probably will see a year where he's just bloating his stats. I think, yeah, Kirk, he's he's scheduled to make more money than, like, Aaron Rodgers. But I think that, like, you know, I, I think the Redskins is kind of like, ah, you know what? You know, why are we going to get this dude with $30 million? We can play Alex Smith, $23 million, and it'll be the same fucking player because, you know, they're not getting to the fucking Super Bowl, so why spend that extra few million dollars? Here's a random Redskins question that kind of ties into baseball. The Cleveland Indians are going to get away or get rid of the the racist Native American uh, Chief Wahoo. Chief Wahoo, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that too. Yeah, um, I, I I I just had this conversation uh, several days before mm-hmm. with with a with a Cleveland dude that I know out here, mm-hmm. um, and he rocks all the like Indians gear. You know, last hat he had was like the Block C because they already had started removing the logo from. From hats and t-shirts and shit like that and we talked about the Redskins and then we talked about Chief Wahoo and I'm just like yo that's gonna need to go at some point <laughs> the Miami wetbacks <laughs> right same type of shit you know so like that's gonna have to go at some point and he's just like nah but that's tradition that's this that's that yo and I and I get it as far as like what you grew up with and before you started questioning things I mean, and, 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 you know, how it actually, like, affects I mean, the can we be, spectrum. Can we be honest? Like, the, the, the excuse of tradition isn't a good excuse because slavery was a tradition. You know, there's a, there's a lot of bad shit no, that no, could no, be no. a tradition. Absolutely you know not. I mean? Absolutely not. I'm just yeah. saying, you know, within the idea of, like, tradition while you're growing up, while yeah. you're a child, well, here's, here's, you're not thinking about all that stuff. You come to find out later, especially, especially if your parents did, never did the job of fucking telling you, you know, like what anything was meant outside of your own fucking bubble. Yeah. You get older, you get better cognizance, and then all of a sudden, you know, you start realizing, oh shit, it's not, it's not as simple as that. But you know what? It's like, you man, man, look, people know shit is offensive, and and it's like, it usually falls under the umbrella of how many Native Americans do we know on a regular basis? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have, like, a Native American homie that's like, yo, man, that shit, that shit is not cool. They kind of put us in perspective. So it's like, white folks have the ability of, like, oh, well, you know, we're paying honor to Native Americans, but they don't know any Native Americans to say shit about it. So it's kind of one of those things where it's just like, as soon as you, you know, you know better and you still don't want to change, it kind of just boils down to this is a, a small percentage of people that are affected or offended by this that you don't have to deal with on a regular basis. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, so it's like, yeah, I really don't care. I'm not I, racist. I have a black friend. I have one black friend, but, you know, it's cool. He's all right. 
It ain't me because I hate your ass. <laughs> like, it ain't me, me. Let me let me go ahead and uh, so zero put a precursor to that. That's what those people would say. Oh, oh, it's them. It's not you. you, motherfucker. Oh, I just said I didn't like you for no reason at all. I'm sorry. No, I that's okay. Information. Okay, that's okay. I don't like you because I love you. Your beard is amazing. Not fake news. <laughs> Yo, speaking of blackness, and and like I was joking with somebody the other day. I was just like, you know. The Grammys happened recently, which we'll talk about that soon. But it's like the Grammys. Which I happened. don't even keep up with that shit. But oh. but please, please fucking like educate me on it right now. Well, my oh, I'm, I'm not getting to the Grammys yet. But it's like you know the Grammys happen, and 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 you know I'm kind of like all right, whatever. Um, but the Oscars coming up, I don't really don't care. The only thing that makes me feel bad that I wasn't at was the Black Panther movie premiere. And it's like, there's all these pictures are like popping up. I mean, I'm not talking about the premiere because it comes out in February or later, you know, this month. Yo, I heard, I heard somebody say, like, not say, but they put it up on Facebook or Twitter or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. But they said that instead of a red carpet, mm-hmm. it was a purple carpet. Yeah. That's true. Absolutely. No shit. Yeah. All right. And I swear to drunk I'm not God because this liquor has hit me. But like, I'm looking at all these pictures of the, of the film and I'm hearing like the reviews are incredible for the movie. Word. Yeah. Yeah, they're saying this is I, I, I might have to take my day off from work for this shit. When does it come out? February sixteenth, something like that. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know it's within the next couple of weeks for sure. I mean, the trailers look fucking amazing. What do all the black dudes or white girlfriends do <laughs> for for this movie? Do you bring them? Does Becky put a dashiki on for the for the culture? Like, what 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 happens? What do you do for that? Uh, they wait until. That midday matinee where <laughs> nothing but Nobody children and not a lot of people are going to go. And that's when they go and, you know, they're all strong about it. Yeah, man. Um, Wesley Snipes is talking about how he was trying to get that movie made years, years, maybe like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. Which I'm kind of glad it didn't happen then because I don't think it would have been as good as it probably is now. But I do say that I think Wesley should be in the franchise somehow because they basically have every black actor in this motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like it's like everybody had to say, "Hey, you black? You been in the movie? All right, here you go. You got That's a sad true. card? Let's That's put true. you in." Yeah. The last trailer I saw was definitely like, "Oh shit, they're in there too." <laughs> <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought he died. You know, like so. So I'm really excited about uh, about Black Panther. Yo, is it um like clar- clarify for me if you know this? But um, Kendrick Lamar was tapped to do the soundtrack uh, yeah, for that. Um, it, it, the record label he's on Top Dog TDE Top Dog Entertainment they curated the soundtrack so Word. yeah so they put it all together Dope. so there's a single Kendrick Lamar single with SZA who um I think was snubbed at the Grammys we'll talk about that they they did the, the soundtrack so so yeah so I think that's coming out soon too I'm just I'm just excited about all this motherfucking blackness which is kind of weird because you kind of think this should have came out during the Obama administration but it's like you know now it's like ah okay. You know. I mean, the same way that uh, the Obama administration incited a bunch of um, white power movement sort of sentiment, I feel like, you know, having a fucking racist in charge is going to create a necessity for there to be, you know, black, brown, anybody else, but that sort of like racist bullshit to come up and say, like, hey, we need to do this. Yeah. On uh, South Carolina representation, uh, Chadwick Boseman, who plays uh, the lead character in Black Panther. Uh, how do you say his name? T'Challa. 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 
He's uh, from Anderson, South Carolina. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. If you would have read my cover story called Black Heroes Matter in the, the Free Times in South Carolina, I talked about all that, like the, the explosion of blackness. Oh, right. <laughs> you can't read. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Your literacy gets in the way again. It does, man. It but does. um, but no, nah, no, nah, nah, he's um, he's from South Carolina. So that's, I also that's heard that he's like 67 years old. Yeah, he's about 112, but looks like he's you know 24. Yeah, what they say is black don't crack, but age right. don't age. So yeah, keep I was telling at, yourself that. Oh, shut the fuck up, man. I was I was at some uh, I was at some some breakfast spot and um uh, I'm, I'm at some diner and like. I was I'm with my homeboy. We we're on the lunch break from work, and and all I had is coffee. And my homeboy's like, "Oh, you, all you got is coffee." I get the coffee, and I said, "Oh, it's my birthday." Trying to be funny, so like the waitress is this older white lady. She's like, "Oh, it's your birthday." She was like, "Well, happy birthday." She said, "How old you turn? Twenty four, twenty five? I was like, "You know, I'm not tipping you, right? Like, what are you doing trying to compliment right. me?" She's like, "No, are you twenty four, twenty five? I was like, "Yo, bitch, I'm thirty four. Oh, they say bitch." But as I'm 34, she's like, <laughs> "Oh, really?" And I, I felt good. I was like, "Yo, babies don't age." Like, shit, be like Quincy Jones in this hole. <laughs> Yo, wow. Are we are yeah, we gonna expand we, on we, that one? Yeah, we're gonna segue into that one right now. I'm skipping. But like Quincy, <laughs> there's a GQ interview with Quincy Jones, who's 84 years old, who uh, talks about how he has 22 girlfriends. What? Yeah, 22 girlfriends. And he's like, With a yeah. straight face, he said that? He's like, look here, baby. Mm. I mean, <laughs> it don't surprise me, actually. Well, the funny thing is, it's like, as far as like the, the, the way that everything is going with the Me Too movement and how, um, you know, wait, sexism wait, wait. everything. Like, I don't mean to cut you off, but like, that interview came out in GQ? Yeah. Like, just now, just recent? Yeah, yeah, it's online right now. Okay. I don't know if it's going to be in the magazine, but yeah, yeah. So like, Quincy okay. Jones was talking about how he has like 22 girlfriends and all this type of stuff, and... And he's just like, you know, the the youngest one. Um, he's like, my daughters tell me I can't date girls younger than them. So he's like, my girlfriend's got to be between 28 and 42. And this is hilarious. If y'all listen to this, go on, go on YouTube and type in Artie Lang Quincy Jones story. And like, this is crazy Quincy Jones story that Artie Lang tells. Where Quincy just goes on and he's just like, Quincy's like talking about this is when Frank Sinatra was still alive and Frank Sinatra was just like in bad shape before he passed away. And Quincy's just like, oh, Frank is in bad shape because he's dating some old bitch. You know, you don't need to date a bitch, you know, older than 30 years old. You got to have that young pussy. This is like Quincy's words. The nigga that made Thriller and Off the Wall, this is what he's saying. <laughs> he's like, yeah, baby, wow. that's his old pussy. Wow. Like, You're not going to see me with nothing. So even in the GQ article, He's 84, and the person was just like, would you date somebody your age? He was like, for what? <laughs> you know what I mean? The <laughs> fuck are you talking about? You know, so Quincy is like, yeah, that old school, that old school Rat Pack shit. You know what I mean? Which, you know, I mean, I, I hadn't heard these stories, man, but I def- it doesn't surprise me knowing just some of the few things off the top with old Quincy Jones, man. Which is weird because it's like, you know, Michael Jackson, you know, was Jehovah's Witness, Jehovah Witness, which Prince was too, which that should put some. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like Michael Jackson was just like soft spoken guy, guy or whatever. It's like, I can't imagine Michael hanging out with Quincy at like a club or something. And Quincy's like, come on, Michael, let me get your dick sucked. He's like, no, no, is it a kid that wants it? Was- <laughs> I, I, think, I think it probably made it okay that they were all like, you know, 21, 22, which were too old for Michael. So Quincy was cool with just like, all right, I got him. Look here, baby. 
Yeah, that's just insane. So like, I don't know. Was like, Quincy Jones married? Huh? Was Quincy Jones married ever? Three times, yeah. Three times. Yeah, he's married three times. He's married like supermodels and actresses and stuff like that, you know. Is uh, or how they say it? At, uh, I was watching this Jesus and Meryl thing when they say like Quincy loved to play in the snow, which means he liked to fuck with white bitches. <laughs> he liked to play in the snow. That also does not surprise me. Yeah. Or, or as my other homeboy said that uh, when, he, when he fought with white girls, he called he called himself a Ghostbuster. <laughs> he was like, anytime he see, anytime he see like a bad white girl, he'd be like, hey, blue, like Yo. it's a ghost. <laughs> Can we go ahead and create oh, a design for T-shirts that it's either Ghostbuster or uh, what was the first one you said? I don't remember. Yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should segue. <laughs> oh, play in the snow, play in the snow, play in the snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We should do fighters. that and like aim it for like black dudes that like to fuck white women, you know? Which is pretty much about 90% of us. Right, so we'll make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't want to admit it, you know? They don't want to admit it. Like, I, like, like if I ever did stand up comedy, right? I had this joke about how my family. Is you know we're black and southern, so we're more racist than we are homophobic. But my family is racist, but it's kind of an adorable racism. Uh, let me talk to you for a second. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell, let me talk to you for a second. I'm talking to you for a second. All right, I think this is funny. So my grandmother just passed like last year, like six months ago. But back in like 2012, she was in the hospital. She was really sick, and we thought she was gonna pass away then. And she had like um. What do they call it? Congestive heart failure, all this type of stuff. So she was like sick, and we didn't know what was going to happen. So while my grandmother was sick in the hospital, she never said to us. She didn't ask us about, yo, what are the doctors saying? How's my health going? Do I need to look at my will? The only thing she talked to us about was she had a nurse, and the nurse wasn't a woman, but it was a white man. Okay, And, and that blew her mind. So she called this dude my white man, right? Mm. So one day I'm in the hospital room, my grandmother's asleep, and I'm in there with my mom. My mom's name is Beverly. And my granny wakes up and she's speaking all quiet. She's like, Beverly, Beverly. And we run over to her, like, what do you need? What's the matter? What's the matter? Right. I swear to God, my grandmother says this. She says, My white man wiped my ass so good. <laughs> so good. Mm. And she went to sleep. I thought she died. I thought those were her last words. I thought her last words was that white man wiped my ass so good and she died. Which, that, which, which would definitely mean you would <laughs> never tell the story well, if those were her last but, words. But, but here's how I had to look at it, right? Because right. at first I'm like, oh my gosh, those are the worst last words ever. But I thought about right. it. Like, my grandmother grew up in the racist ass South. Yeah. yeah. Clan, you know, uh, 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 Jim Crow, all this shit. So, to have a white man, a white man, wipe my ass, ass in a hospital? Right. That's, that's the mountaintop. Like, fuck Obama getting elected. It was unfathomable. Absolutely. Right. So, so, so I kind of joked to myself about the racism in my, in my family, the adorable racism. I'm like, I can't take a white girl. That, we, that should also be one of our next t-shirt ideas. Adorable, adorable racism. racism. Absolutely. This, this, this is what I mean by adorable racism, right? My father, if he had to choose, right? He would, like, if I brought a white girl to the house, he would flip out, right? Right. But if I was like, hey, dad, I'm gay, which I'm not. But I'm like, hey, dad, I'm gay. He'd be like, well, is your boyfriend black? 
Right. I figured that would be the next yeah. question. Is boyfriend black? And I'm like, yeah. Then my dad's like, you know what? All right. Well, if y'all wear the same shoe size, all of a sudden you done doubled your amount of Jordans. You know what I'm saying? Like, you done doubled your wardrobe. Nah, more like, more like, all right. Well, I know you guys are going to save some money. Yeah, absolutely. And share the same Jordan. He would find that's the adorable racism is that he he he's he so would be so objective to me. And I'm not trying to cast aspersions on my dad, but it's like he would rather be have a black boyfriend than a white girlfriend. Yo, <laughs> right. right at, at some point, at some point soon mm-hmm. in some blog or some podcast from some like white nationalist, whatever. Yeah. They're going to be talking about your pops. Yeah. And his adorable racism. I mean, I'm saying his racism makes him less homophobic. Like how ra- how how crazy is that? You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's progressive because of his hatred of white people. Yeah. All right. Yeah. My dad. My dad is like man. He's light skinned and he has like he looks Cuban. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, but his name is Alfonso. Alfonso. <laughs> Alfonso. But he has a big mustache. So like anytime I'm like. I'm like, anytime I see somebody with a big mustache, like my dad, it's 70s porn stash. I see like a picture of Tom Selleck. I'm like, yo, dad, yeah, that's you. He's like, don't you call me that white man. Or I call him like Al Swearingen from like Deadwood. That nigga would get mad at me. Gets pissed off. Yo, I mean, angry. Don't you call me that white man. You know, which is my, it's it's my revolutionary theory is that all the light skinned dudes, you know, are so hell bent on being so pro black. Right. Because somebody's always questioning our black. Oh, yeah. You know, you oh, look yeah. at Malcolm X, you look at Huey P, Huey P. Newton, you know, nobody's questioning Wesley Snipes' blackness. You know what I mean? Nah. Well, uh, even somebody like me, like I was dashikied out and dreadlocks and, but they, and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm messing. You know, I dated a woman. I loved her to death. But I dated a woman who's from an African tribe and she had tribal marks on her face. That's how African she was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, with the... Uh, with the scars, absolutely. Sort of, uh, she was so beautiful. Like she had, like no, I'm not gonna say her name to fuck up this podcast. So nobody listens to this podcast, but her name is probably like 30 syllables. <laughs> Word. <laughs> yo, it was like, and it's like I'm. A, I was attracted to her. I loved her, but it was kind of like, yo, like maybe am I going after her because she's African as fuck? Right, 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 right. You know, and, and, I, maybe, and I and I've seen that. I've seen that enough, man. You know, and, and I think, um, I think anybody that's you know, I've seen it from both. I grew up around black, I grew up around Hispanic, and I've seen it from both sides where if from your people you get questioned about your loyalty, you know, towards your race, towards your color, towards your traditions, towards towards your clan, whatever you want to call it, like, mm-hmm. there's always an overcompensation to make sure that, like, you're trying, you know, like, 10 times as hard to prove that, that you are that very thing that you're being doubted for. I think that's a great word. The overcompensation, I think, is 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 perfect for it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's like we're always trying to, like, prove that we're, you know, this blackness stands. You know what I mean? So so, so how much overcompensation you think would be from, like, an albino black dude? Oh, my god, albino Hispanic. Albino, <laughs> like, Native American. Uh, right. I mean, look. I, I, I think that an albino Native American, which I don't even know if that exists, they would have to see somebody wearing a Cleveland Indians hat and murder them. <laughs> like it's, it's like you know what I mean? Like like there's nothing less than that. That I, I think that would that would honestly be so latent uh. that even if they were trying in their sleep, something would just click and they would go ahead and do it anyway. I think I think I think if an albino Native American murdered somebody from wearing a racist Redskins hat or or Cleveland Indians. Like let's say they had like the trifecta, right? They had a Cleveland Indians hat, 
They had a redskin scarf and they had a Florida State University Seminoles jacket on. Mm-hmm. And Native American murdered them. There shouldn't be a jury in the world that would convict that guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There like, shouldn't be. <laughs> However, they'll be like, "I'm sorry. Can we go to the casino where you know? where we live right now? When we live right now, that motherfucker would probably be shot on sight." Well, side note: there's a documentary on Netflix called Dirty Money, and it's okay. like all these like different episodes are directed by different people with different like topics of how. You know, cor- corruption in the in the financial structure like fucks up America. And there was this one episode that was about the um the quick cash places they give you like the quick loans and shit like that. Uh-huh. And what they did was to kind of bury themselves to be protected legally for taking like, you know ripping off people was they based their business around a Native American tribe that. Um, they are omitted from being prosecuted by uh, state government. So it's the same thing. It's the same thing with like the casinos. It's like they're not, you know, they're not taxed a certain way because they have certain protections. Because America is basically like, you know what? We fucked up a lot of shit with Native Americans. So here's how we're going to give you reparations. We're not going to tax you on your casinos. We're going to so, give you an opportunity to, to make your money or whatever. So those like, you know, Drop Quick whatever cash, yeah. exactly like all of those all of those shops you know that you're gonna find in just about anywhere. Mm-hmm. The only way they get away with it is by attaching it to Native Americans. Well, not all of them, but this particular one that we're talking about, one of the big okay. ones. Okay. Um, they they found some type of legal loophole that they were like, look, if we if we make this stuff seem like that there's a Native American tribe running this, it will be kind of exempt. From being, you know, held up to standards of state uh, laws, business laws, you know what I'm saying? Like because because essentially it was it was basically um, they called it predatory loans, and a predatory loan um, is basically like one of the ways is that they'll they'll use certain language that if you don't, if you borrow three hundred dollars from this company, they'll say here's what they will say, they'll say all right you borrowed three hundred dollars from me right? right and you'll pay I don't know fifty bucks per month to pay towards this $300 bill. Okay. And you're thinking, okay, by the time I pay this back, I'll probably pay 450, which is like, all right, the the taxes on it is kind of high, but I'll pay 450 for the $300 loan. Right. But what they'll do is they'll have some kind of fine print that says, if you don't pay this in full after the first month, then that $50 they take out per month will only be designed to reopen or extend your credit to pay the towards the 300 but it doesn't go towards the 300 that you owe so okay. they basically say oh you haven't paid us on um, the money in full so so we'll basically allow you to keep open um you know your loan and you just keep paying a finance charge is what they call it a finance charge a finance $50. charge so by the time you get done paying this you done paid like over a thousand dollars for a 300 loan right and so a predatory loan can work two ways where they basically abuse the amount of money that you owe or a predatory loan is basically saying that if your credit score is really, really fucked up and we shouldn't be giving you money anyway, they'll loan you the money and then they will threaten you. You know what I'm saying? They'll say, hey, if you don't pay this, you know, you'll go to jail, blah, blah, okay. blah, blah, blah. But the, but the predatory loan is basically saying, well, nigga, you saw my credit score. You shouldn't have given me this money in the first place. So right. basically what they do is they, they kind of attack people with bad credit or people with no credit at all. You know, you might have like people from out, you know, um, you know, people that, that 
don't have the ability to get credit or credit cards in the country or whatever, and you scare the fuck out of them. You know what I'm saying? So, right. so this joint on uh, Dirty Money was kind of talking about that. So, anyways, I mean, you know, that whole that whole scheme, you know, obviously is always gonna prey on the poorest of folks. You know, which you're gonna have, you're gonna have, you know, like very poor whites, but there's the majority that's gonna be, you know, a lot of poor minorities that are gonna go for that shit because. They struggling from one paycheck to the next. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, and you know, when you look at stuff like, uh, oh my gosh, the fucking State of the Union happened and all that type of crazy shit, it's like, you know, this attack on, <laughs> it's like, you know, when you're, when you're poor, when you're broke, I know we shouldn't be quoting like Louis C.K., but there was this, this thing that he did where he was just talking about being poor. And he was like, and I'm going through this right now, he was basically saying, like, when you don't have a lot of money, You'll get a call from the bank and they'll charge you per month. And they'll be like, hey, you know, you don't have enough money in your bank account. So it's all good. You don't have enough money in your bank account. So we're going to charge you, you know, $15 a month. Or the idea of, hey, you don't have enough money in your account. So we're going to charge you an overdraft fee. Thirty Bank of America is $35, which is kind right. of crazy because banks get like maybe $3 billion a year. From overdrafts. Oh, yeah. So you're essentially making money off people that don't it's have enough business. money in the first place. Exactly. Absolutely. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And then if you have an overdraft and you don't put the money in there in five days, they charge you another overdraft fee because, you know, whatever. Yo, like, I, I've, I've done fair enough for the last couple of years that I haven't gotten any overdraft fees. Quit bragging. So I'm actually, no, no, it's not bragging. I'm actually surprised that because of how this shit works... They haven't raised it because the last time I got over, over overdraft fees, it was thirty five dollars. Yeah. So, ma- to, so to hear that it's not up to like fifty dollars, yeah. you know, because I think who, who was it? Wells Fargo or Bank of America is removing Bank of America is talking about it. So so what Bank of America is doing is that um, if you have a regular checking account, the way this the way that it standardly works is if you have direct deposit, they won't charge you a monthly fee. Right. Um, right. Let's say you have a job and you have direct deposit. They won't charge you a monthly fee. But if your account doesn't hold... Now what they're saying is if your account doesn't have 1500 per month, they'll charge you like a maintenance fee. You know what I'm saying? A maintenance fee. A maintenance fee. So if you have less than $1,500 per month, they'll charge you a maintenance fee per month. So it's this crazy attack on... On like, hey, you ain't got enough. You ain't got enough money. Let me take more money. Whereas, if you have a lot of money, the irony of like, even if you look at like celebrity shit, you know, businesses or they gave you shit for free. Absolutely, the people yeah. that can afford it. Here you go, some free shit. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. I know you can afford it. Here's more money. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, we'll give you interest for that mm-hmm. if you happen to keep it up to a certain amount for a certain amount of time. We'll give you more money. Yeah. The funny thing is that like with overdrafts, it's like um. You know, you can overdraft something. Like, let's say, let's say my bank account, I got $10 in my bank account, right? And I buy something for 11 bucks. Right. Since my account is positive $10, the bank says, oh, we're not going to, we're not going to decline this transaction. We're going to make this transaction go through because maybe he's taking some bitch out and we don't want to embarrass him. So, like, so is like, it that or is it more like, well, it's only $11, and we know, common sense says, the next transaction is probably going to be at least fifteen dollars. Well, the, what happens is so we could get thirty five dollars off of that. So what you, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so what ends up happening is if you spend eleven bucks and you got ten bucks from being overdrafted by 
you know, a dollar, you get charged 35 bucks. But what happens is if you use your card for a transaction, it might show up as pending. So let's say you use your card again to buy something for $2. Right. Since the transaction didn't completely go through yet or still is pending, it'll go through when you buy something for $2. So then the $2, you know, you don't have enough in there. It's another $35. So like, so right. all of a sudden you're getting like all these overdrafts that exceed the amount that you're spending anyway. And and to our two listeners, I know this is motherfucking poor man talk, but like you have to kind of become a professional in figuring out how the banks work, how they handle overdrafts, when the overdrafts come. The other thing banks do too is that they don't they don't operate based on um when you use your card for transactions. So I give you an example, right? Let's say I buy three things. I buy something for ten dollars, I buy something for twenty bucks. I buy something for a hundred bucks, right? Right. And let's say I don't have enough money to cover the third item for a hundred bucks, but I got enough money to cover the 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 first two items, right? Right. So technically speaking, by the time you get to the third item, I should only have one overdraft. But what banks do is that they say we don't care about the sequencing of you spending your money. We care about the amount. So what they'll do, even though the hundred dollar item is the third thing, right? They'll process that first, of course. So when they process that first, all of a sudden, when you take that big amount first, you ain't got enough money for that other the other two things. So you have three overdrafts as opposed to one. So it's just this weird thing that this documentary kind of talked about how um, the banking system kind of like beats up on uh, you know poor folks like yourself, cough, cough. <coughs> not yourself or myself. And um and they talked about yeah like, whatever we broke a shit you know <laughs> look at my account and uh and they talked about how um is that because you're beige I'm beige man you know not 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 light enough to get a good uh you know good credit score or light enough to get a little loan no is is that your elitist view on things that because you're beige you get to like talk down to me that way well you know when I'm beige that means I'm fighting even harder to be extra Hashtag extra brown team light skin yeah, yeah you know. What up, Steph Curry? What, what up, up, Drake? Drake? <laughs> <laughs> this synergy, yeah, it's like the only two light like, skin people we know. Yo, I don't, I don't. Oh gosh, I about to say we don't, we don't claim Blake Griffin, but Blake and Drake, that'd be a terrible Yo, TV show. Blake, I just like the worst, the worst sort of like meme comment I saw uh, after he got traded. Man, was where some dude was just straight up like he caught he he made it seem like he caught somebody else, man, but he was just on some like. Take your ginger, freckled, whatever <laughs> ass, like, the fuck out, whatever. And it was just like, wow, like, they took this dude straight out of the realm of team light skin, beige, anything, whatever, and just put him into, like, nah, you're just, like, you're a soulless fucking ginger. Yo, we, we claim black people until they stop acting black. And, like, Blake Griffin kind of lost that... um you know, he lost that privilege of us fucking with him for you know, a long time ago. Because, you know, Blake Griffin had a reputation of being the pussy player. Like, people would just, like, run up on him and kind of punk him. You know what I'm saying? And, I don't know. Like, I think I think we didn't dislike him because he was light-skinned. I think we disliked him because he cared more about his stats than the team winning. So, it's like, oh, I dunked on somebody. Ah. There was this one game, I think it was against your Knicks. He dunked on one of these white dudes, and he kind of, like, put his dick in this dude's face. 
Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Like he dunked on the guy and he like grabbed the back of his head and pushed his head into his crotch. I mean, this a, this would not be the first time that it happened to Yo, a white guy I on swear, any NBA team. I swear to God, if anybody dunk on me is one thing. You try to grab the back of my head to try to embarrass me. We dog, we fighting. No, absolutely. I mean, like in my mind, you know, ever since I was a kid, is like. A dunk in somebody's face and then actually trying to rub it in. It's like Yo. not just like I nutted in your mouth, Yo. but I made you swallow. This it. nigga grabbed the back of his head. He grabbed the back of this dude's head. Matter of fact, let me see if I can find. Hold on. Like I know this doesn't make compelling podcasting, but I got angry and I'm like, why the fuck did this dude but wait, not but why, fight him? Why? Why did he lose his black card? I thought um, that's where we were going with this. Um, because uh, I don't know. It's like I don't know. What you, I don't know. I just we just don't like them. <laughs> like I, I, because I think I don't know if it's a black card thing. I just think that he kind of just is just cool, just being uh, a stat uh, stacker on an OK team. You know what I'm saying? Which is possibly why he got traded, or why he was always going to be trade bait. God damn it, I'm trying to find it. How about this? While you find that video, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and take a break. Let's refill. Let's find it. We'll come back. Okay. Fuck Blake Griffin. We'll be right back in that to these messages. <laughs> one, two, one, two. We's back. We back. <sighs> that was a glorious, glorious poop. <laughs> Bathroom break. <laughs> None of that. None of that. All right. So. If your timeline is like my timeline, everybody is mad about the Grammys. I didn't watch it. I didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. But apparently everybody else was mad about the Grammys. Listen, we're mad at Bruno Mars one. Yeah, yeah. Like, like elaborate on what the fuck happened because I have no idea. Uh, Bruno Mars pretty much won everything that he was nominated for. He won Album of the Year, blah, 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 blah. Um, and Jay-Z won nothing. Kendrick Lamar won Best Hip Hop Album uh, and all these other rap um, categories. But who, who, was, who was going against Kendrick Lamar in the hip hop? Rap album category. Rap rap category. It was Kendrick Lamar, Jay Z. It was Rhapsody. What up, Rhapsody? Uh, Tyler the Creator. Yo, and, Rhapsody was in there. Yeah, she was nominated. That's dope as fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. Am I missing one? It's, it's, it's five people. So it's Kendrick, Jay Z, uh-huh. Rhapsody, Tyler the Creator. Okay. And there's one more. Um, shit. Let me look that up. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I was, you know. The only only thing I saw on social media was that Jay Z had been nominated for at least eight things, and at that point he was over eight. You know, mm. I wasn't watching them; I wasn't paying attention to any of that. But I saw that. You know, outside of that, I don't. I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't keeping track with the show and anything I was online or social media. I, I didn't really see. God damn it, Grammy's website. You're so full of shit. Okay, hold on. Um, okay, Jay Z's four forty four, Kendrick Lamar, damn, Rhapsody, Tyler the Creator, and Migos. Migos. Yeah, okay. Migos, Migos, Migos. And then, um, yeah. Did you hear that? Okay, 
Cardi B did an interview. <laughs> Yo, Cardi B, shout out to Cardi B, right? Okay. All right. This is what happened. She was on a red carpet. All right. They were talking to her, and it was like, how do you feel to be at the Grammys? You're nominated for all this stuff. Here's what she said. She said, oh, my God, I feel so excited. I got butterflies all in my stomach and my vagina. <laughs> Did she really say that? That's what you got. She said on the red carpet. She was like, in my vagina. <laughs> I mean, it's honest. You know, yo, I'll give her that. Outside yo. outside of that, I'm kind of like, uh, yo, the Grammy gra- gra- Commission is like, we can't get this bitch an award. What's she going to say when she, what's right. she going to say? I mean, is it, it's the same type of like dumb dude shit that, you know, you're like, yeah, man. I'm I'm super grateful and I have a boner over it. Yeah, it's the I same mean, type of like dumb do shit. Yeah, yeah. I bet you that. Let me stop. <laughs> I'm about to say some real bad. I'm about to say some real bad. Usually, like man, man, look now. Usually, when it's like you know the girls that we think it's like mad, like but oh they're so honest and and wholesome. You know, yeah, not wholesome, but just like just like oh Cardi B, she's kind of street or this and that. Man, those be like the best women to go out with. Oh, absolutely, man! Oh absolutely, God. like you know, back in, <laughs> back in the day, I used to have a pension for you know, for hood rats, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, I still, like, I, I still if, got love for that. If so. This bitch don't have a stab wound. I want nothing to do with her. <laughs> <laughs> like, can she heal me? And will she be willing to actually take a stab wound? And can I help her within it? Yeah. We have the basis of a good relationship. I, I can't remember what this meme says specifically. And somebody said the other day, I heard him call a meme a meme. And I didn't meme. I didn't feel like correcting them. But it was like this meme where it's like it's a picture. Only picture only thing you see in the picture is like some woman's like thighs on the way down to their socks. Okay. And she's wearing like ankle socks. Okay. But both of the socks are like mismatched. And they were basically like, if a woman got socks like this, you know the pussy snapping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> like, 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 it's like, it's slightly off. Yeah, it's you slightly know, you off. You know that shit going to be jamming. Right. I mean, it's, you it's, know. I've you some grits afterwards. It's always been said that, you know, even within corporate environments, the dude or whoever is rocking the socks that are either mismatching or it's like the loudest shit, even though they're wearing like, you know, a full on suit. Mm-hmm. That's that rebel dude. Yeah. So that that type of like, you know, establishing the fact that somebody doesn't give a shit, but they show it at least through their, through their socks. Yeah. yeah. Fucking socks, man. I'm down for it. I'm down for it. Speaking of socks, man, like I was listening to something the other day and somebody told me how they was wearing like, you know, Vans shoes with no socks on. Yo, can we just have a PSA and it's like, you cannot wear shoes without socks. Unless it's like a pair of Toms or something like that, but that's a whole nother conversation. But if you're wearing like sneakers without socks, you can wear the ankle socks where where you can't see them. Right. But to wear shoes without socks, them shits are going to be funkier than James Brown's bass lines. You know what I'm saying? Stank as shit, It's going to be terrible. Like that's, that's, that's straight up like... Eastern European type of cool. And ladies, if y'all get a pair of J's for some dude on your birthday or something like that, don't wear your J's without socks because your shoes are gonna start getting funky. Like I'm just I'm just trying to tell y'all, I'm trying to warn y'all. No guys wanna put you in a buck and the buck for you ladies that don't know is when you like when they fucking and your feet are like on their shoulders and shit. Right. You know, you turn around and go, Mwah! you know what I mean? Like right, right, you, right. Know what I mean? you kiss their ankles. Nah, nah, the moment the moment that you all like, you know, 
either mm. either either reaching down, you know, like the legs as it goes down, yeah. or you ever even think of like you know snapping the ankles over your shoulders or whatever. Yeah, yo, you but then guys, but want, they stink. Yeah, you don't. Want that. Yeah, you don't want the sockless Jordan smell. You know, and I don't know any woman that's gonna fucking put up with that either. From Absolutely. A dude, you well, know? you know what? You know what, man? Look, man. Never mind. I, women, women I know a couple, up, couple women. Women put, put up, up with that shit. Women put up with a lot of shit because you know what? Women, women understand that we're filthy creatures, and but they, in their minds, they're basically like, you know what? I can train him. Is he a good provider? Okay, I can figure it out. Because like, I mean, I, I think it's a combination of that and the fact that they actually are like focusing on more important things so <laughs> they, become, they become objective about the fact that it's like well, well look, 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 this I motherfucker be, stinks cause he can't fucking like listen, wear socks with his dirty ass shoes listen every guy has been in a situation where they get uncomfortable head an uncomfortable head is basically you get done playing ball or you get done running or something I'm, I'm doing a bunch of running now I got the, the, the couch to the 5-2k app whatever 5-2k whatever the fuck it is congrats to you yeah, man you. I'm, I'm running like a motherfucker man Shit. you were that beige blur I saw the other day <laughs> absolutely it was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's like it's like every guy at one point in their life they get uncomfortable head uncomfortable head is basically like you come back from running you come back from playing the ball or whatever and girls like ooh just they sit there like you, a stinky ball blowjob yo cause you did something nice like you put gas in a car or something like that or you got her some flowers or 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 you left you left some chicken for her from Publix or something like that right and, and she trying to be like yo yo let me take a shot Mm-mm-mm-mm. and you you got the insecure erection cause she's like oh okay and you be like damn do they really it's smell insecure that? erection? So like the head is like barely curving down. It's it's a courtesy erection because you like yo man. I know this has to smell bad, but if I really if I'm really in my head thinking that it smells really really bad, I'm gonna get soft. And she's gonna think that you know she's not doing a good job. Uh-huh. So that that's you know you, you you get an erection for the team. You you get one of those. All right, I guess I guess I gotta get hard for her because I don't want to hurt her feelings. Because that's the kind of nice guy I am. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like so that's but, that's what that's what you're calling it right now. But but that's what I'm saying though. It's I like mean, but but I say that to say that women. Somebody told me this right. He okay. probably get mad because I don't think listen to this podcast. But I ain't gonna call his name out. He had like the greatest like uh, analogy with sex with women. Right? He said this to me. He said. He said he saw the mother of his child give birth. Right. Right. And he said it's the most beautiful, disgusting thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, heard like that. you got like a eight pound body coming out of a woman's pussy, right. pussy, and he said, "I realized that I could never have sex with her the same way again." And I'm like, "What do you mean by that?" And he's just like, "Niggas always be trying to brag about, yo, girl, I'm gonna put this dick on you, and you can't handle this dick, and blah 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 blah." He's like, "But they're designed to push an eight pound baby out of that thing." So whatever dick that you got, unless your dick is like an eight pound baby, right? They can handle whatever you give them. Like you fuck how how big you think you slanging, right? Like you, can, you just put out a giant burrito wrapped up in a blanket. Absolutely, like right. Like so, he's basically like, no matter how big you think you are, they're built to handle it. Absolutely. He's like, so he's like, so I'm convinced that if a woman fucks with you romantically. She gotta be fucking with you on a cerebral, emotional level. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, so it's like not. Like she knows how small you are. <laughs> <laughs> but she really cares. <laughs> you make her laugh. But she loves you. She yeah. loves your personality. She loves. And, and, and we say that. We the say fact that, that you might wear socks. We say that jokingly. But I think there's a lot of truth to that. that Absolutely. That, that, if, that if a woman. I believe that. That if a woman. If a woman really, really, really. Women's. Uh, women's. I love women's. 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 You know You ever seen that shit? <laughs> no. Yo, you never seen that video? Okay. All what right. is it? What is it? I'm going to describe it to you. Then you got to watch it when we get off here. All right. All right. There's, there's a video of this black church or whatever. And they got, you know, they calling like, if you want to get saved, come out to the, you know, come up front. And this dude comes out. Black dude. Okay noticeably gay as fuck and i'm okay. not saying that offensively he's he's like obviously gay he gets with a microphone he's like hey i'm not gay no more he's like i've he been saved yo he's like i've been delivered he delivered. said yo, yo he went out and he was just like he was just like he was just like i once liked men's but now i love women's 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 women's, women's, women's. women's. yo i swear to god i'm not making this up like he's like wild out yo I'm pretty sure. Women's, women's, women's. Like you know, you you reminded me of this one, this one like viral video from from a few years ago, mm. and it was um, it may not be as good as as, as the one you're talking about, but <laughs> it, it made me think of it. It was um, Slayer goes to church. Oh God! Right. So it's literally grabbing clips from like heavy evangelical churches. With the spirit filling the people, dancing and, you know, going through their spasms and all this crazy shit. But Slayer playing in the back. But they actually masked it up so that the preacher looks like he's saying some of the lyrics from from, from Slayer. Yo. It's the, the illest shit. The Slayer retire? They're doing like a retirement nah, tour or something? Like, like, actually, within that, they just announced like last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was that... They're about to retire, so mm. they're they're on their farewell tour. Mm. So, yeah, I'm gonna look up for whatever date is is, is around soon because that's one band that I do want to see that I'm never gonna be able well, to see. I, I, I make a deal with you. If you find if we find the show, I'll go with you. I already know it's happening in Charlotte. All right, we're going. When is it? I don't know exactly when, but it's happening within the next month or two. How much do you think the tickets would be? Less than a hundred. I don't know. Huh? Less than a hundred. I would assume it should probably start at like eighty bucks or something. All right, well, tops. I, I I don't know. I don't I, know. I'll be your babe. We're going to uh, the the. the yeah, I'm down for it, man. Like, yo, right, I'll go. Yeah, it's the last. It's the last. Those motherfuckers are old. So like <laughs> these these. This is not the type of band that like retires and then comes back like you know thirty years down the road. Like in thirty years, they will be dust. So I'm gonna make an effort to fucking catch them. I mean, if Quincy Jones can be forty, eighty four, and date like a twenty four year old chick. You know what I'm saying? The Slayer <laughs> yeah. can can make some they hardcore could. metal. Oh yeah, and be oh, yeah. and be cool with it. Oh yeah. Um. So can I tell the, the the audience about my shitty couple of days? Oh man, please do. Like the moment that you were talking about, like the the like freaky socks and shit. Yeah. Oh god. I, I thought you were actually about to start talking Segway about that, like okay. your shitty fucking day. All right. So here so here's what happened. Right. So it's like shout out to my man Jay Live. We um had a show in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, and then the next night we had Charlotte, we had like a little Southeast run. So we were going to do word, Columbia, word. South Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina and Asheville. So, so here's what happened. We did Columbia on a Sunday night and Charlotte, we, um, we did a show dope as fuck. Great. 
great energy, great, great crowd. Everything went well. Perfect, fantastic, lovely. Love I missed out, fuck you, the five of you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> I think one of you may have been there, so fuck you four. Yeah, yeah all four of you. So, like, I'm in a situation where, you know, I'm taking stuff to my car a little bit at a time. So, I get my turntables. And, like, for, for guys that don't understand, for people that don't understand the music, people don't understand turntables, when you put them in these traveling cases, I'm not exaggerating. When you when you put a turntable in a traveling case, your techniques, they have to weigh 50 pounds. I'm not exaggerating. Right. Maybe 40 to 50 pounds. They're, they're heavy as fuck. Right. You know what I'm saying? I've, I, I don't own them. But I've helped carry them yeah, they're, a couple they're, of times. They're, they're heavy as shit. So it's like, I live upstairs in an apartment. So anytime I got to like pull my shit upstairs, you got to take one of those. You have to mentally prepare to be like, okay. You know what I mean? So I'm putting stuff in my car. And um, I was going to crash with a friend of mine. So I'm, I'm calling my friend. I'm like, yo, I'm on the way, blah, blah, blah. And I hear a noise in my back seat. And it sounds weird. It sounds okay. like... It sounded like in my brain, it sounded like I had a bag of like M&M's and M&M's were falling out of the bag or something. And I stopped my car Ooh. and I looked, my window was busted. Oh. So somebody busted the window. And what I can, only thing I can probably imagine is somebody busted the window to take the turntables and either A, I came back outside too quick because I was taking, I was bringing stuff in and out. Or B, which is what I really think happened is that somebody busted the window, see me put the shit in the car, thinking that I can just steal this shit. Right. And they realize how fucking heavy it is. Right. And they gave up. So it was probably like a four foot eleven, emaciated, hungry ass meth head motherfucker. I mean, you know, like think about it like this, like I mean, cause like you want to take something quick and run away. Absolutely. With it. You really can't run away with like a fifty pound, you know. A, a traveling case of, of Technic 1200s. So it's not really convenient. So all he did was just make my drive back to Columbia a pain in the ass. So it's like a cold oh, as fuck. Here's a fucked up thing, right? My window's busted out. I go to the gas station. I got a towel on my back seat. So I put the towel for the window to make it at least a little bit warmer. Next thing you know, I'm driving down the interstate. You lost the towel. Yo, and the towel didn't go, <laughs> but the towel was like sticking out like Superman's cape. Outside the car, and I'm like, yo, I'm about to get fucking pulled over. I hope that was your sexiest towel ever. Yo, it's the best towel ever. So here's the other fucked up thing about it, right? So, right. so this happens, and the next night, so it's like the worst thing was, right? Like I, I live like in a cool neighborhood, but I park on the street, and so I'm like, oh fuck, I can't park my car on the street with a busted out window. Nope. Somebody gonna come in here and take something. Even even, yo, even if I take all the equipment out of the car, somebody that, re- take that reminds me of the fact that like. That one time that somebody broke into oh, your fucking truck, the, yo, literally for a hat. Yeah, I had a, <laughs> I had a like. It's not really that type of neighborhood. Yeah, I know that for a fact. But the fact that like dope ass hat. Yeah, and somebody just was just like, yo, like I gotta break into this car for that hat. Yeah, it's like it's like certain stuff like you know you. You have to have nigga deterrent stuff, right? So if you have a bag, so here's what happened. Well, here's why the hat was in my car was that I went to like a lids and I have a big fucking head. The hat wasn't big enough, so I was like, all right, well, I'll buy the hat from this location because I had like a deal to get. I want to get one free from a friend of mine, and I was like, all right, well, I'll go to the next location tomorrow. Just even in my car as a reminder. So you got a lids hat in your car, and somebody sees it, it's oh, I'll take the hat. You know what I mean? And it was a very obscure hat. It was like a dope. uh, uh, What is it? What's the Canadian baseball team? Toronto, Toronto Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Yeah, so if y'all Google this shit, it's like a Blue Jays hat that got like a big fucking red maple leaf. The shit looks dope as fuck. 
So it's like nobody wears that shit in South Carolina. So if I see somebody wearing a maple leaf hat, I'm like, all right, let me go rob me. So you at know? least you know that he was a fashion fan. It's like Drake walking around. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> right. But, right. But yeah, so, so you know, I couldn't park outside of my house because my window was open. So I had to like call my parents and be like, hey, can I take my car and park it in your garage and stay here? And there's nothing worse than like calling your parents' house at like three in the morning. You know? What are you watching? Right. I have no idea, man. What the fuck are you doing? This is shit just pulling up. Oh, guys. Stop with the porn. I mean, you can we wait till we're done with the podcast before you pull the porn out? Is there a time to where this is not appropriate? You know what? I'm such a fan of porn that I could be like in like the most non-porn setting and somebody can be like, yo, watch this video. And I'm like, what are you? Oh, okay, who's that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, be- like, I, I believe that. I, I believe that. Absolutely. That's me all day long. All day long. Like you, you even when we my story. when we go, all right, finish the story. No, I, I forgot it because we started talking about porn. I got excited. Your fucking like, hat. Get back to your hat. And I'm done with the hat. I'm, we're talking about the. You're person. done with the hat. Yeah, yeah. What person about? are we talking about? <sighs> all right, I had to tell you what happened after I got you know somebody tried to break in my car. Oh, you're the person. Yeah, right. my bad. Okay, I forget so, about that all. All right, whatever. So somebody breaks into my car. And I have to go to my parents' house because, you know, I have to park in the garage. Somebody goes in my car. So I'm still a trooper. I go to work the next day, right? And um, I don't have my car. So my mom has to take me to work. And I feel like I'm a 12-year-old getting dropped off of school. And so like, I'm on lunch break at work. I'm exhausted because I got home at like 3 in the morning because I had to call the cops and all this crazy shit. Yeah, and I'm yeah, late, yeah, you know, yeah. the worst shit ever. And the cops are pretty fucking terrible. That's a whole other story. I remember, I remember that night, you know, like... Well, not the night, but the the morning after, just seeing seeing a post on Facebook or whatever the fuck it was, where it was hey. just like, "Yo, like, what the fuck happened?" Yo, and so the thing is too. The funny thing is that here's how crazy I am: is that my my guy in Charlotte had a great venue that he does the stuff at. I didn't go into detail because I didn't want to put any bad energy on his shit. I don't want I didn't want niggas right. to be like, oh, well, I don't want to. Yeah, absolutely, this shit. you know, because it wasn't his fault. It had, it had nothing to do with him or yeah. him doing the show. So. So even like when I'm fucked over, I'm like trying to be considerate. Like, you know, God bless me. So anywho's <laughs> Oh ladies. So so listen to this. So and get your chocha wet. So the next day He just fucked it up. I know. I ruined it. So the next day I'm at like um I'm at work and it's lunchtime. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. And there's like a waffle house up the street from my job. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna walk to this waffle house. I'm gonna listen to a podcast, you know chill get some lunch get some coffee or something right right and i'm walking in the street and like the area that you walk in the street is like mad small so when cars are driving past they drive a mad close is there even a sidewalk it's not a sidewalk but it's like a space in the road where you can walk but it's mad thin so the curb yeah so you got a tightrope on the curb yeah because like columbia is not columbia is not biker friendly like if you drive a, if you ride a bicycle or if nobody or, or pedestrian has, friendly if nobody has visited columbia it is about 68 and a half years in the past where they don't believe in sidewalks. <laughs> yeah. And they don't have, like, constant means of transportation. So there's plenty of people that got to walk but <laughs> without sidewalks. And they don't like niggers. But um, <laughs> there's also that. Yeah. So, so I'm like, this car is driving past. I'm like, oh, let me walk. By the grass on this grass that's by right, the right, road, right, and it looks like regular ass grass. And I'm thinking I'm gonna walk on some grass. It's not grass. It's not grass. It's not dog shit either. But it's not dog shit. But what it is is it's like amazingly uh, watered down 
uh, quicksand. So as soon as I put my feet there, my feet just sunk, and it and it it it, it soaked up my it, it it swallowed my shoes up and got all the way up to my pants. And so like it's like forty something degrees outside. So it was the first time you grabbed by the ankles and felt uncomfortable. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh. So yeah. So my my so Carry I'm on. like squishy footed. Soaked, muddy socks. I've been there. That oh man, that's fucking horrible. And speak and, and as bad as I felt, like being dropped off on my mom because she's picking me up and shit because my car is being repaired. I'm like, I'm like, Mama, I, I need you to come and get me from work. And she's just like, What? Well, I'm at the grocery store. So my mom was like, I'm gonna get these groceries. I'm gonna take them home and drop them off. Then I'm gonna come and get you. I was like, Mama, don't go home. You need to come and get me. And she's just like, Well. I got milk in the car. Something can spoil. I'm like, mama, it's 40 degrees outside. The motherfucking milk is going to be okay. You know? I didn't say motherfuckers mom would have, like, stabbed me. But yeah, I was about to say, like... I In my head, I was cursing. I was like, motherfucking mama, the milk is good. You know? <laughs> yeah. But you, you made that soft, like, mad. Yeah. Mad, mad. Like, the voice was just, like, mad soft. That's the other reason why my mom was like, you know, oh, you want to watch the Super Bowl at our house? What kind of snacks do you want? And I'm like, mom, I can't watch the Super Bowl with y'all. Right. Because I'm an Eagles fan, and I don't want you to hear any of the unholy things that I promise is going to come out of my mouth. That's that's a fucking fact. Yo, I'm going to say a bunch of fucks, a bunch of niggers, a bunch of everything that you can possibly imagine. Like, yeah. Primarily that. It's going to be motherfuckers and niggers. Come out of my mouth. Nigger! Yeah. Damn it, yeah. fuck. Yeah, if yeah. I if I had to put money into like the top top three sort of uh words that came out of your mouth during that game, two of those will be that. You know what'd be funny is that you shouldn't do this, but it'll be funny. Is <laughs> that if you live stream just me watching the game as an Eagles fan, I think that'd be hilarious. I mean We'll definitely lose the <laughs> four fans that we have now. But we'll get Kevin Hart. What up, Kevin Hart? What up, Philly? This bourbon is delicious. Kevin Hart is... Um, He's from Philly. No shit. Yeah. All right. Uh, listen to our last podcast. Bitch, we talked about that. I was drunk. That's what happens. Don't worry. I don't listen when to we our do podcast podcasts either. Our podcast while we're drunk we're and don't so remember whack. shit. We so whack. We make <laughs> we make y'all listen to it. We don't even listen to it. No, no. <laughs> we record it and be like, let them hear it. Yeah, yeah. the following them always like, oh, why do I feel shame? Oh, I did the podcast the night before. I mean, you know, it's our third week. Honestly, I think I think by 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 like a month and we'll get the groove and people start getting into it. It'll be good. We'll be fine. Yo, it's all good, man. By 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 the fucking like you know like fourth, fifth, sixth week, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. We're going to have, like, potential merchandising deals. I'm not worried about it. At that, <laughs> at that point, at that point, I'm definitely going to be more like, ah, you know, like, uh, the shame is going away fairly quickly. All right. My 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 Super Bowl score, because we're going to put this out on Friday, on a Friday, before the Super Bowl. Um, Eagles, 24. Patriots, 21. All right. I mean, early on, I said... Um, Eagles within a touchdown. So I'll probably say like Eagles 31, 
Patriots twenty seven. I, I think I think that's too high scoring. I think Vegas is giving. I think Vegas was giving. This Patriots. is going to be an offensive game primarily, man. Like neither neither I, team defense, has a defense is nasty, man. A defense is like, not that nasty, n- nigger. Listen. The fucking Vikings was the number one defense in the NFL when we put 30-something on them. Like 40, almost 40. Right. Offensively. What I'm saying is that was the... The, the Patriots don't have a better defense than the Vikings. and we No, they don't. We, 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 we That's why it's going to be more of an offensive game. What, what I think is going to happen... If you guys put up 37 points... On the Vikings, you said, we're not, on we're the not, Vikings, we're not doing, we're not doing that to the, we're not that's doing fine. That to the it may not be thirty-seven points. Like the, the 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 Patriots, the Patriots are just better than any team. Period. In in yeah. fuck, at least the last decade. That being said, they don't have a, a strong enough of a defense as the Vikings do. However, they're gonna put up some points. So it may not get up to 37 points, but I definitely see it in the high 20s, early 30s. There's a girl at my job. We have a bet because she's an Eagles. I'm sorry. She's a uh, Patriots fan. I'm an Eagles fan. I bet it's a $1 bet. Okay. So if my Eagles win, she owes me a dollar. Um, if her Patriots win, she gets a dollar. She wanted to say that if her Patriots won, that I had to have sex with her, and I was just terrible. I said, no, nah, I can't do that. But um, That's but horrible. I think the dollar is better. That's horrible. Yeah, absolutely. Does, does she know that you're beige? <laughs> yeah, she knows. And that you're an Eagles fan. Hey, she she wanted some of that lumber. Oh man, <laughs> she wanted some of that lumber. She wanted some of that thunder, that thunder and lightning <laughs> in her crevice. Is it doesn't it work when it like the lighter it gets, the smaller the branch gets? You know. You know what, motherfucker? Doesn't like doesn't it work that way? Yeah, man. There's some light. There's some light brown trees out there. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Sure. They're young. It's not about the trunk. It's about how many branches you got. They're young and, <laughs> they're young and underdeveloped. Whatever's. Uh, so, side note. I, I saw three billboards in Ebbets, Missouri. The movie. Okay. Francis McDonald or McDermott, whatever her name is. Francis McDermott? Yeah, whatever her name is. I, I don't know. It was incredible. Incredible. How do you say it in Spanish? Increíble. Increíble. It was amazing. No shit. Yes. Like, it's, expand on it, because I, I don't know about this. Um, I'll give you the premise on it. So, basically, um, the Frances McDormand character, um, her daughter was murdered and raped and set on fire. And it's been eight months, and the police department haven't found a killer and the case is kind of going cold. And one day she's just driving down this street that nobody drives on. Shit. And she sees like three billboards that are kind of just like nothing's on these billboards. You know okay. what I'm saying? It's okay. kind of a dead street. It's kind of like a dead billboard thing. Right. And so she basically says, fuck it. Let me find out who has these billboards, you know, who runs this billboard company. And she puts these very, very provocative billboards up on these three billboards. Kind of like, yo, my daughter was murdered. My daughter was raped. What's the police chief such and such is going to do? And it created this whole stir in this community. And that movie, I've never been, a, I've never seen a movie that made me laugh so hard, hit me emotionally, and then made me damn near want to cry. Like it, I didn't know if it was a comedy. I didn't know if it was a drama. I didn't know if it was like just social. I was commentary. about to ask you, like, what the fuck? Like, it's, it, it was it. Is it supposed to be like 
biographical. It's not a movie. It's an experience. You have to see it. And mark my words now, it's going to sweep the Oscars. Is this is this in the theaters? Is this it's, like it's, Netflix? It's, 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 in the, it's in the theaters right now. It's nominated for a bunch of Oscars. It'll win. It'll win Best Picture. Frances McDormand will win Best Actress. Um, what's her man's name? Sam Rockwell, who plays a cop in the movie, he'll win Best Supporting Actor. It's one to win all the major awards at the Oscars, but it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. All right, yo, where do you think the Sound of Water? I haven't seen it yet. Um, I've heard uh, Gal de Toro might win Best Director because basically, where the SAG Awards go, it's kind of a reflection of what the Oscars going to do. Right. So I heard directorial wise, he'll probably kill it. Uh, Get Out is nominated for a few Oscars. It's nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best uh, Original Screenplay. I think it will win Best Original Screenplay. Okay. Yeah. But um. But outside of that, yeah. I don't know much about these other movies. I've downloaded all of them from Torrent Sites. Hint, hint. But um. But yeah. But three three billboards, you got to see that shit, man. All right, Which yeah. before... We say this every time. I got to give you Atlanta, and I'm going to give you three billboards. You need both of them. Uh, it's been about seven years, even though Atlanta, the show, just came out two years ago. <laughs> Atlanta is the best show on television. I can't wait for that second season to start. And um, shout out to uh, Childish Gambino slash Donald Glover. He won a Grammy. I don't know if he won more than one, but he won for the song Redbone. Hey man, just 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 one in there, man. Like that kid, that kid fucking continues to just like yeah, kill it in just about every arena that he that he throws the gamut in. Yo, can you do me a favor? Tell me. It's after ten o'clock. After ten o'clock, and we're kind of done with this podcast. Kind of, sorta. I'm putting you on the spot. Uh-oh. So, oh, Chicago pizza. Nope. $2. Um, I'll, I will commit to this. Come on. As long as you commit to the fact that if we go there, mm-hmm. this will be the last time that you'll ever show your face there. Because <laughs> it turns out that, you know, there's enough history there where... It's it's that is that hourglass just building up and building up and then building up. I, I make a deal with you. If if we go there, this would be the last time I'll ask you to go. But based on the week that I've had, based on the week that I've had, is exactly why you will never see that place again. All right. Well, after this, I'll never ask you to go again. I want to. I want to go. No, that, that was that was the thing last week. Remember, we've done this three no, no, weeks no. in a the row. The thing last week was you said you would never go again. If that chick is there. Right. But she I'm wasn't. Saying, yeah. but, then, but then management decided to fucking like throw like, uh, ah, like dumb fucking would, rules. They would give you a right? to-go box. So but I my, literally left with a fucking five pound pizza baby like greasy and bleeding out no, of the napkins. My nigga, I'm hungry. The pizzas are $2. I'm broke. Help a nigga out with some pizzas, please. You got four dollars. I'm a, a, a damn it. I had a I had a jar full of change, but it's in my car. I don't have my car because my car is broken into, oh, and man. it's at the people. It's at the place to get fixed. Fuckity fuck fuck fuck. I thought I had my quarters with me. I don't have my quarters with me. Yo, god damn. Y'all like- hear me right now live on this fucking podcast? Get angry because I thought I had yeah, niggas. I have this jar with um R two D two from Star Wars. My little change jar because I'm a fucking kid, and it had to have at least fifteen hours worth of change in this bitch. And I was gonna go to this motherfucking old Chicago pizza. It's at the ten p.m. The pizzas, personal pan pizzas, are two dollars. I was gonna pull a bunch of change and pay because I don't like the bartender this anyway. So I'm like, yo, I'll put some quarters out. Be funny because you know, fuck her. But yeah, sounds like you don't have a lot of leverage. 
So do you have four dollars? Sounds like we ain't going to old Chicago. I got some money. I got some money. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll go on the street and I think I'm cute enough that, you know, I can find some desperate lady that's like, hey, big boy. I mean, you're beige. Absolutely. You're, you are going to show up enough with the lights reflecting off of you at night. Absolutely. You said such to my advantage. All right. We done talk long enough. You want to say anything? Way too much. You want to say anything to our two listeners? Um, you know, it's actually been uh, really dope to be able to do this three weeks in a row. And if like two of you have actually kept up with this shit for three weeks in a row, we want to thank you. Um, I feel like we're actually building on this finally the way that we think that we were supposed to. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see you for the fourth one. Yeah, the artwork is going to be amazing. And just trust me, man. It's like it's just a process. It's like it has nothing to do about the first few weeks or whether or not anybody listens to it. It's about us having a body of work. And right. when we build it, people are going to go back to it. Because if you're like me at my job, when I ain't got shit to do, you want to find stuff like this that's right. stimulating. Right, you know right, right, right. So and we talk about porn. So, like, you know, you're welcome. Yo, and, like, if at some point you're rocking your dope pair of, like, brand new sneakers... And you fucking dip your feet into like <coughs> three feet worth of like frozen mud. Yeah, it's terrible shit. You're gonna need some sort of like some sort of respite. Some some something that's gonna fucking like, you know, like help you like get back up. So yeah. even if you if you don't have a drink in your hand, you listen to our stupid asses and hopefully, you know, we help you like get a little smile. While you wiping the fucking mud off of your feet. Yo, and it fucked up my pants, too, when I stepped in that shit. It was the worst shit, man. You know what the funny shit is? Is that I left is, my is, job. Is that all what that smell was when I walked in here? Absolutely. <laughs> I I left my job. They didn't even know I left. So, like, when I... <laughs> so, I'm going to act like I was in the whole day. Fuck them. But, yeah. It was... That was a terrible day. It's like... The funny shit was... Was that I learned to kind of just say, all right, well... You know, I'm going to give this day a mulligan. Like, nigga, I went home with Epsom salt, with lavender, put that shit in a bathtub. Nigga, I took a motherfucking bath. Was it worth it? I'm so light-skinned. Yeah, it was worth it. Was it worth it? Yeah. I took a bath. Was it sensitive enough for your base skin? Yo, and I went to sleep. I didn't even jerk off. I went to sleep. You know you know how terrible it is for me not to rub one out? Because it's like, I'm like on a 40-year-old version. When uh, when old buddy like jerks off and he plays like <laughs> he plays like hello is it me that you're looking for? Yeah, like I, every time every time like I set the candle, I put the candle on, and I put like the little uh, uh the rock salt lamp on or whatever. Right, right, right. I be wanting to put that Lionel Richie record on. You know what I'm saying? I get into the mood and 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 woosah my way out of it. I didn't even feel like doing that shit last night. That's kind of my indication. I had the bad day where I'm basically like, yo, just go to sleep, take some melatonin, go to sleep, don't even rub one out. So. I mean, any any day that, that you're talking about publicly where you're not going to rub one out is definitely a bad day. Absolutely, because I jerked it off three times during this podcast. Yeah, especially <laughs> well, whenever we do the podcast or just hang out in public. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's a good way to end this on, on jerking off. So, for, yeah, all my jerkers out there, word is bond. Yeah, you guys uh, go find something better to do. (laughs) (laughs) So, to all the people we lost on this third week in a row, we really appreciate you listening for the last time. I go by the name of Preach Jacobs, and we have... Infidel Castro X, Dre Lopez, baby. And you're listening to the Thelonious Drunk Podcast. We'll see y'all niggas next week. Yerp.